I don't want to go on a rant here. What the hell does rant mean? I don't have any cool clips that go with episode 12. So I'm just going to have to go with that. Uh, but I do have stuff on tap. I got my taste test already. A little Ooh. preview. I found it. Oh, where'd you um, find it? Spark. Same gas station. I went in there, took a chance again. I was like, if I have to go in here and get another soda I don't want. But they had it. They also had the sugar-free version, but I passed on that garbage. So, Is there really a difference between the sugar-free? Like, can you taste the difference? Yeah, I don't. I can taste the difference between like Coke and Coke Zero. It's just not good without sugar. But Alex swears it's like the same thing, but it's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of like Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. wasn't wasn't good. Pepsi Zero Sugar, not good. You need the diabetes. Yeah, I, you, sugar makes everything better. So that's the way to go. So let's start off. Uh, remind us what our uh, unusual death was last week. Do you actually remember it, or do I have to really remind you? You have no recollection. Uh, it was. I, it was. I don't remember at all. So wasn't it oh, like kind of like the molasses flood, something like that? Kind of the something London like beer up. flood. The yeah. London beer flood. Something like that. So a little backstory on the London beer flood. So this happened in 1814, but in the early 1800s, the Mew Brewery. I don't even know if we're pronouncing that right. M e u x Mew Mewix Mew Mew. The the Mew Brewery was one of the two largest in London. In 1809, Sir Henry Mew purchased the Horseshoe Brewery. His father, Sir Richard, had previously owned uh, a brewery in which he had constructed the largest vat in London, capable of holding 20,000 barrels of alcohol. The largest. So Henry emulated his father's large vat and constructed a wooden 22-foot-tall vessel capable of holding 18,000 barrels with 81 metric tons of iron hoops being used to strengthen the vat. They only brewed one porter, which was a dark beer that was the most popular alcoholic drink in the capital. So I'm just going to say, if you're if you're only doing one you really thing, you better 18, do it really no, well. You also need 18,000 gallons or 18,000 barrels. Give, give people some fucking variety. You just have to do one thing and have so many thousands of gallons of barrels of, of that. Do something different, you fucking well, idiots. Like, do something all, different. Wasn't variety back then? Apparently not. Uh, at the rear of this brewery, at the adjoining streets in a cul-de-sac, was the St. Giles Rookery, which covered an eight-acre area. So, a little backstory on what the brewery was. On, uh, at around 4.30 in the afternoon on October 17, 1814, George Crick, great name, Crick, uh, the brewery's storehouse clerk saw that one of the 700-pound iron bands around a vat had slipped. Ugh. That seems like a big deal to me. I'm just 700 saying. pounds, 700 pound iron band is like slipped down the 22 foot tall vessel. You know, remember that 22 foot tall wooden vat was filled to within four inches of the top with 3,555 barrels of 10 month old Porter weighing 33 tons, 33 tons of dark beer. That's a lot of beer. As bands apparently slipped off the vats two to three times a year, Crick was unconcerned. That's fine. How do you fix that? 700 pounds. He, he told his supervisor about the problem, but was told that no harm whatever would ensue. At least he told somebody. Crick was then told to write, uh, told to write a note to Mr. Young, one of the partners of the brewery, to have it fixed later. Not a big issue right now. We'll get to it when we get to it. Should have just texted him. It should have got it faster. An hour after the hoop fell off, an hour 
And remember, this happens two to three times a year and never an issue. An hour after the hoop fell off, Craig was standing on a platform 30 feet from the vat, holding the note to give to Mr. Young when the vessel burst. I'm guessing he died. No, he didn't. How's that possible? The force of the liquid's release, that just sounds sexy, the force of the liquid's release, knocked the valve from a neighboring vat, which also began discharging its contents. Several hogshead, which I learned was large barrels, of porter were destroyed, and their contents added to the flood. So they had a bunch of barrels of that stuff, and then they also had that giant vat full of the same stuff a giant vat full of the same stuff and then another vat which was smaller that the valve came off because of the thing burst so all this liquid (laughs) nearly three hundred thousand gallons or one million liters of beer was released in this flood i don't want a liter of cola i don't want a liter of farva i want a goddamn liter of cola (laughs) three hundred thousand gallons The force of the liquid destroyed the rear wall of the brewery. The wave of beer was like a tsunami. It was 15 feet high. It swept into New Street, where it destroyed two houses and badly damaged two others. Only two? Wow. In in one of the houses, a four-year-old girl, Uh Hannah Banfield, was having tea with her mother and another child. The wave of beer swept the mother and the second child into the street. Hannah, unfortunately, was killed. Aww. In the second destroyed house, a wake was being held by an Irish family for a two-year-old boy. Anne Seville, the boy's mother, and four other mourners, Mary Mulvey and her three-year-old son, Elizabeth, three-year-old son, Elizabeth Smith and Catherine Butler, didn't see the comma there, were all killed. So they're at a funeral mourning the death of a child, and then a, a beer tsunami comes and drowns you. Insane. Uh, Eleanor Cooper, this is probably the worst death of it. Eleanor Cooper, a 14-year-old servant, died when she was buried under the brewery's collapsed wall while she was washing pots in the pub's yard. 14-year-old servant. 14-year-old servant. Another child was uh, found There's so many child children living near the fucking brewery. I wish I did. Fucking Griffin kids live there too? Jesus. The land around the building was low-lying and flat. With insufficient drainage, the beer flowed into cellars, many of which were inhabited, and people were forced to climb on furniture to avoid drowning. All of those in the brewery survived. How do you fucking survive the initial blast if you're sitting, standing at the fucking tank? All of them survived, although three workmen had to be rescued from the rubble. Only three? That's impressive. Overall, eight people were killed, including four children. The coroner's inquest reached a verdict of an act of God, so the brewery did not have to pay any compensation. Wow. The the helicopter company who Kobe died in also said it was an act of God. They used that that same exact phrase. The, the brewery stayed open another 107 years, finally closing in 1921, and Mew Company stayed in business for another 150 years until liquidating in 1961. But as a result of the accident, large wooden tanks were gradually phased out and replaced by concrete tanks. I would think so. And now what are they, fucking stainless steel, probably? Yeah. And the one thing I did find out was uh, claims that the death toll resulted from... Uh, Beer greedy drunks wading into the flood and dying of alcohol poisoning is not true. 
because the area where the flood happened was home to many poor Irish laborers and the people of London hated those people. So if that type of thing actually happened, it would have been reported upon heavily within the news. But they said that all the crowds were well behaved. Yeah, I don't think people would be drinking the fucking gross ground beer. I probably would. Kind of disgusting. You won't you wouldn't even eat fucking a chip you dropped on the floor for like half a second. You're not drinking fucking beer that's been on the ground. No chance. I'm not a big fan of dark beer. Like I don't like lagers and things like that. So I don't think I would like that type of beer. <sighs> so that is the, that's the, the London beer flood, which I actually think isn't, while it had more volume of liquid than the Great Molasses Flood. I feel like the Great Molasses Flood was worse because you're getting stuck in that sticky shit. Yeah, and there seem to be more people in that area. That's depressing. Well, well it's an unusual death. It's not going to end on a happy note. It's unusual deaths? Four children? It's oh, disgusting. All right. And they drowned, yeah. so that's the first time they ever got to taste beer and it killed them. Yeah, beer's gross. Not a fan. All right, so I Did got... Did you see the TikTok? Of somebody of the Great Molasses Flood, I wish uh, having a Miller Light with Seven Up on ice, and apparently it's great, and it doesn't taste like beer. He didn't say it didn't taste like beer; he just said it was good. Yeah, he chugged that though, so I don't think it tasted like beer. Well, I mean, people chug beers. No, but the way he drank that on ice, I feel like it wasn't tasting like beer; it was really tasting like a frothy Seven Up. That's what all those TikTok idiots do—they fucking mix drinks and then they just chug it. They don't seem to—they don't try to taste it. It would be like it, if yeah. I t- chugged this and like didn't even get a taste of. So I got this fucking thing. They covered the the label with the it's something Kaplani Kaplami K A P L A M A L I marshmallow. This one's from Turkey. Kaplani this is what it looks like. It looks like a. I don't even know how to describe this. Is that like a? I don't know if it's coconut on top or if that's like marshmallow. I don't. Is know that like? It looks like a powdered donut. That's very strange. It's got like the cookie on the bottom. And then there's this flake. This one's from uh, England. You're trying all three of those? This is from, because I have way too much shit. I have to to start doubling and tripling it up. So this is from. We can have this drag out to episode 164. This is from Turkey. And this is from England. So I'm going to try the normal Mountain Dew. Let's see. It is Dew Spark with a blast of raspberry lemonade. Uh, raspberry lemonade flavor with other natural flavors. So looks like pink lemonade. It's their bold and exciting take on the classic raspberry lemonade flavor you love. Smells like crystal light. Remember the fucking crystal light packets? I used to love those. Then I got really into Mio. I said Mio, not Neo. Fucking Neil. Neil Anderson. So yeah, it smells like crystal light. So let's give this a shot. Carbonated crystal light. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Carbonated crystal light. Yeah. It didn't even look carbonated when you opened it. Raspberry lemonade. It's like a touch of lemonade. Because lemonade makes me like fucking... When I drink lemonade, it makes you like phlegmy and stuff. Like I'm not a huge fan of lemonade. Well, that's why some some like Gatorades do that too. Like the red or yeah. blue. Like they always so it feels like such a thick syrup. Yeah. All right. So which one should I try first? The chocolate or whatever the hell this thing is? I say go for the chocolate. I like marshmallow, so I'm hoping it's good. But let's see. See if you can look up flake. It's called flake, and it's the crumbly crumbliest, flakiest milk chocolate by Cadbury. 
So it shouldn't be ridiculous. It shouldn't be anything crazy. Wow, it's fucking everywhere. I should have uh, prepared better. Let me get. I found a commercial on YouTube from 2000 something about the Cadbury Flake. This is what it looks like. I'm trying to not get it all over the computer. It looks like kind of looks, looks like, like a, a wafer. Really thin uh, shit. Let's see. Smells. Oh, it's it's that instant. You get that Cadbury chocolate. Like so good. All right, let's 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 give this a shot. It's thinly folded milk chocolate. It has a unique crumbly texture and softens, but does not melt when heated. It doesn't melt if you heated it. There's no way it's possible. So it's, it's, I was expecting it to have like a crunch, but you're, it's just like flaky chocolate. So you get it, it's, you bite into it and it's soft. Well, don't finish it. Cause now later you have to stick the rest of that in the microwave and see if it melts. Well, it like melts in your mouth as soon as you start eating it. It says it softens. But does not melt when heated. I'm really curious about that. Whoa, I just got way too close to the camera. I was like, it's like a Cadbury chocolate if you just flake pieces off. That's pretty good. You like a Cadbury chocolate if you flake pieces off. I wish. Cadbury eggs, there's nothing better than that shit. I wish they would make those all year round. I'd buy them all the time. See, I'm not a big fan of them. I don't like the Except they're fucking like a dollar each. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I don't so like good. The, I don't like the cream filling. Oh my god, it's the best part. Kate loves them. I'm not a big fan. Best she loves part. those uh, the like the mini Easter eggs that you can buy, like the little Cadbury mini eggs. Those are good. That are too. just like the hard shell with the chocolate inside. Oh, the hard shell ones. Those. Yeah. yeah. She's she, she's also really really into Peeps, but oh she'll only she'll only eat the Peeps if they're stale. That's disgusting because they're she lets them get hardened. They're not good like just normal. And I don't hate them as much as anybody, as a lot of people do, but I would never buy those. All right. Can you look up this one? The oh spell it for me? covered. K-A-P-L-A-M-A-L-I marshmallow. The, looks like the company is H-I-N-D-I-S-T and then the rest is covered by the label. But it's marshmallow. Is that a sprinkled marshmallow biscuit? That's what it looks like. It says the colorful world of Coco Mel with great biscuit and marshmallows, never forgettable. Yeah, it's it's like a little mushroom. It looks like coconut on it, but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about this. I'm getting a lot of things that are not in English right now because I know it's from Turkey. I can't translate. I can't tell if it's co- it smells like coconut. Let's give let's just give this a shot. What's the worst that can happen? I drop dead live. I wish. Is it soft? It seems like it's soft. It's the texture of a marshmallow. What's it have the taste of? There's like no taste. It's just like nothingness. Is it, what is it like powder on the outside? I think it's coconut. It smells like coconut, but there's no coconut taste. This is weird. It seems very dry. It is. Let me just go for the rest of it. Don't choke to death. Yeah. It's like, you know, mar- sometimes you have, if you have like a, like a powdered donut. If you have too much, you start choking on it. I think you're about to it's, start choking. It's on very it. dry. Oh god, it's gonna be tough to get down. I told you it looks dry. I tried I, to warn you. I took a bite of it before this. I said it was dry, but it's like very dry. Like eating a regular marshmallow, but with a biscuit below it. Very strange. I wish I could see the. Uh, like it looks like it has like a little mascot, but it's covered with the. 
expiration date. When did it expire? Doesn't expire for another two months. Oh, there you go. That was all right. I also don't think I would buy this Gatorade or Gatorade, this Mountain Dew again. You don't need to fuck with perfection. Mountain Dew is already good. You don't need all these fucking flavors. And but they're trying to get that market of people who don't want to have a soda. So they make it but taste like something else. But it's already soda. It's 290 calories per bottle. Like that's such a waste. The blast of raspberry. I got marshmallow on my fucking teeth. Well, <laughs> God, I'm looking forward to the chocolate more than more than that. So at least I got that out of the way. It wasn't terrible, but too dry. Let's see what else is in this. Zero percent total fat, twenty eight percent carbs, seventy seven grams of total sugar. So it's fucking you're gonna get high. I dig that. I mean, it's all right. It's better than the fucking code red shit. No cherry for me. You want to pour that on your head? Yeah, for how much? <laughs> this one you got to do for free. Oh, no, because it's... What did I pour on last time? An energy drink? That's probably just as sticky. And that fucked up. Got it everywhere. But I guess I saved this little piece of chocolate to go microwave later. I'm so curious. I want you to microwave and report back. Well, you know how it goes. <laughs> oh, God. So should I tell... You haven't seen... Did you see even see The Matrix? Scream 5, have you seen anything? I haven't seen Besides anything. Besides Ghostbusters? Other than Ghostbusters, I haven't seen anything. Did you hear about Scream 5? Yes. Did you read any spoilers? I know what happens. Oh, you didn't bother to wait? I never even saw Scream 4. Really? Nothing yeah. really happens there. They all live. So you never, you, you just, what did you, look it up? Or did you see it on fucking, because I didn't tweet any spoilers. I saw it on TikTok. What the fuck was on TikTok? People TikToking about it. People were TikToking. Yeah, about saying it. what? Do you want me to spoil it? I saw the movie. What do you mean spoil no, it? Do you want me to spoil it for the? I for saw the, the movie. Well, for I'm going to talk about the movie. What do you mean oh, yeah, spoil? Killed, you think they, I'm just going to talk Dewey. about? They killed off Dewey. It was yeah. I mean, I knew one of them was going to die, but like, it's so unsatisfying. The ending was so stupid. I was expecting Stu to come out and be there. That's what I was hoping for. Well, that's why they didn't, because they felt that it would have taken away from the, the moment of dewey's death like they would uh no i don't think that's his return would would overshadow it no i don't think that's because he, he dies like 45 minutes before the end of the movie when it hit, no yeah no i don't i don't think anybody just, i don't think they were going to come back for six i don't think anybody was like yeah we'll have Stu as the killer but no it'll overshadow dewey's death i'm pretty sure nobody said that ever I'm, i don't think it was ever in the plans for him to be in it and they they it was no, it wasn't at all. You didn't even see the fourth movie. What are you talking about? I, I don't think, think you've seen the first three at all. That makes no sense. I, I think you're just making the third shit up. one was awful. No, so you just make shit up. It wasn't the as good. The third one with the freaking director, what was his name, Ronan or whatever? It was his brother. It was her brother. Awful. Awful. No, I, I name awful. anything that happens in that movie. You probably can't. Awful. No, it wasn't as good as the first one. I don't even know if the second one was as good as the first one. It wasn't. First one was the best. Two was all right. Three was all right. Four was like same shit. This one, they weren't even in that much. They were in a little bit. Sydney's in like one scene for like three quarters of the movie. Then they all end up in Stu's old house and the killers end up being fucking um, movie fans of the movie. They're fans of Stab and they want to like stupid. They want to reboot it by getting the original characters. They made fun of themselves sort of. As soon as they meet Dewey, he pegs the, 
the guy who's the killer, the main character's boyfriend, as the killer. And he was right. And then there's a line in the middle of the movie that literally gives it away that he's the killer. He was uh, in the hospital and the girl's being attacked. Her sister's being attacked. And he shows up. She's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, your sister called me to tell you to were in trouble to go see you, help you, whatever. And then the killer has his phone, calls the main character, and she goes, where are you? So, like, he just said that she called him. But that's that I I was literally sitting there. I was like, you just ruined the fucking rest of the movie because I know he's one of the killers. And I, one of my friends saw it and made a video on it. He didn't catch that. But I, as soon as he said it, I was like, wait, she, you just said she called you to go to the hospital, but she hasn't talked to you clearly. And then it ended up being one of the girl's friends. And it felt like the ending happened too fast. They're all in the room and they're all like, who's the killer? You're the killer. Or am I the killer? And she goes, no, I know. And she pulls out a gun and just shoots them. I felt like it was so forced. It was it was just, it was like a parody of itself, making fun of itself, being self-aware. But it was just like. But why would she shoot them? Because isn't the whole point to try to get the stab franchise back? So wouldn't you want to stab them? Well, the, this was like a minor character that nobody gave a shit about. Uh. Did they stab Dewey or did he actually get Dewey got like bloodied to death, like stabbed both sides, like ripped up in his or but it was this random chick that kills him. It like just felt not oh, good. Like it would have been nice if Stu killed him and it like comes full circle, but it was some stupid chick who met the other guy on Reddit. He found that sounds like a real life thing though. He found the main character. Oh, the main character is Billy Loomis's illegitimate daughter. And Billy How Loomis illegitimate was he cheating on Sydney? Yeah the movie as uh, like a flashback dead character. So I was like, I saw Skeet Ulrich and it looked like it was CGI because, but it was, he was actually in it. So I was like, fucking Billy Loomis is in the goddamn movie. So that was the best part. So she's his illegitimate daughter. She like ran away. The killer found her in California, set up the whole plot to get her back to Woodsboro so they could fucking do this bullshit. And it was just like, I, I left. I was like, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was meh. It's like, I'm glad I saw it, but it was like not not scary at all. Pretty gory, though. One of the dudes fucking uh, gets stabbed in the throat and they show it going through his throat. And they did a lot of parody stuff where like he'd open a door and they'd start playing the scary music and then he'd close the door and nobody'd be there. So it was like they were they were self-aware of. And fuck, the weirdest thing is, remember Randy? Yeah. He has Jamie Kennedy's character. Twins boy and a girl his nieces and nephews who were black and i don't remember if they ever introduced like anything like that in the original three movies but it was like his sister was in it and it was her kids maybe obviously they were adopted but it was just like a boy and a girl black boy and a girl who were twins were his niece and nephew and i was just like i don't remember enough about this these this franchise to have any clue if this was something they talked about but they had like a plaque of randy and shit that's pretty a cool. Lack of Randy. Wow. Like his face was there and like in memoriam of Randy or some shit like that. Was he it, died. His name was Meeks, wasn't it? Randy Meeks. Yeah. He died in the second one in that fucking van scene. Yeah. He got pulled in the van. So depressing because he was who doesn't love fucking Jamie. Kennedy. Randy. He a, yeah. He was the best character. But there's nothing like you topped out at Billy Loomis. Like that's the best character name ever. The best fucking murderer ever. Like it's amazing. What was Stu's character's last name? Mocker? Stu Mocker. Mocker. So the, the chick who was with the boyfriend, her parents bought Stu Mocker's house. So like the fucking, it's, it's just weird because they met on Reddit and they were like, because Stab 8 came out and it was like one of those movies where it's like nothing to do with the original series. 
So they were all pissed off about it. And they were like, we have to give the fucking people new material to make a new movie. So they got everyone together. Fucking Gail comes in and fucking Dewey. Dewey dies and fucking Sydney's there. And they're like, we're all doing this to uh to reboot the franchise. And it was, have you ever heard of, I think it's called like a requel where it's like not a remake. It's like in between like a remake, but a sequel prequel has like new characters, but it also has the old characters. So they're talking about that kind of movie in the movie while it's that movie. So it has a sprinkle of Dewey and Gale and Sydney, but also has all these new characters, but they're also related to these old characters. So it's like a combination of the old fans will be happy, but you'll get new fans. So they were kind of like making fun. They're very self-aware, but I felt Dewey dying was like some fucking chick who's like four foot 11. Like really? And the the first scene, you know, there's always like somebody dies in that first scene. That's the main character's sister and they don't kill her. So they like, that was the whole point to getting her back to come back to Woodsboro. So there was no uh, opening almost kill. killing her. Yeah, she basically she got stabbed through the hand and stabbed like a bunch of places. But it's always in those fucking movies, those characters, the killers are like the worst killers ever. They get beat up by the scrawniest, like shittiest people. It's like they slam a door on them and it's like they can't open the door. It's like they're the worst fucking killers ever. Well, I remember in the original Scream, when like it started, you were not expecting Drew Barrymore's character to die like right off the bat. I don't think they'd ever anyone had ever done anything like that. Yeah, you like you Drew would Barrymore was like a main it. character. Exactly. Um, the only other time that's ever happened was in uh, Executive Decision with Steven Seagal. <laughs> they marketed, but they, I don't think they marketed the shit out of Drew Barrymore, right? I don't think she was did. on the poster though. Yeah, but like they marketed the fucking Seagal is in that movie because he was the biggest star, and then he fucking dies. I wonder if anybody sued for that. Like you, Mark. Oh my god! There was a movie. Uh, I think her name is Anna de Armas, and so these people rented the movie because she was supposed to be in it, and she wasn't in it. And they're like suing the production company or something because they cut her scenes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I wonder if you'll win that. It's false advertising, right? You advertise know, yeah. somebody in it, and if they're not in it because their scenes got cut. But I wonder if anybody was in that movie watching Seagal die, going. What the fuck? Like and he just, dies quick in the movie. It's like 15 minutes in. Fucking not trying to spoil anybody if you're ever gonna watch the, the 1996 movie Executive Decision, but they're on a freaking plane and the guy's like, Colonel, we're not gonna make it. And he's like, You are. And then he because it was like going from one plane to another, so it was like a tube attached to both planes, and then like the pressure went off and he shut the valve and his fucking body fly. <laughs> he saves body he saves John Leguizamo, the guy from the Terminator, too, who the <gasps> Yep. Who drops the fucking bomb? That guy, I don't know his name. Oliver Platt. He was also in Scandal. That's not the, that's the third guy, right? Yeah, yeah. The fucking um, what's the Ready to Rumble? Yeah. Fucking King, yeah. whatever. So he and saved freaking, those three guys. Uh, what's his name? Oh my god, I, Kurt Russell saves Kurt Russell. I should know the fucking guy's name. He was in Scandal, also the black guy. Feel bad. Now I gotta look. I it can't up. think of his name either. Right? He was in Terminator too. I know exactly who he is and who you're talking about. I just cannot think of his name. He's in a lot of stuff. He's a good actor. Let's see. Executive Decision, 1996. Was Kurt Russell not a big enough star to market the movie? Like himself? I thought he was. He was in like Escape from he's, LA, he's, Escape from New York. He was in those movies. Yeah, he was definitely big by 96. So that's for sure. Let's see. John Leguizano, Joe Morton. Joe, I would you could have given oh, me four thousand guesses. Fucking B.D. Wong was in that movie. Yes. Oh my god, yeah, he was. Fucking B.D. Wong. I got to look up what that stands for, even though I've done that like 7,000 times. Wasn't John Leguizamo's character like Rat or something like that? Captain it's Carlos Bradley Darryl, Rat, by the way. Rat Lopez. BD's Bradley Daryl. Yeah, he doesn't look like a Bradley or Daryl. 
I looked that up for whatever reason a couple of weeks ago because I was watching. I, I think what well, is for you? Every time I do something with BD Wong, I always remember what I have to look up what his fucking name. He's sixty one already. God damn. Was, have you seen any of the Jurassic Park movies? He was he's in the Jurassic Park movies again. The new ones or the yeah. older ones? No, I, the new ones. I haven't seen any of the new ones. Oh, you should. They're good. I don't know if I've even. I'm 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 pretty sure I've seen at least the first one, but not in a really long time. Yeah, but then you started hating Chris Pratt because he's a douche nozzle. So, I mean, I can understand it. I mean, the originals. Like, I haven't seen any oh. of the new ones. Like, I had no interest in seeing that shit again. No Jeff Goldblum? Or was he even in it? I don't even know. He is in the second one that came out, and he's in the third one coming out. But so are the so is the original characters, Dr. Alan Grant. And um, why weren't they in the first one? They, there was no need for them to be. Why not? I don't want to so, go see that. It's a new thing now. Like the third movie coming out has Ellie Sattler and Alan Grant. So they just they just yeah. all of a sudden need them to come back. You want me to spoil some of these movies? She yeah, hits the fan I'm, in the second. I'm one. never going to see. I'm never going to see fucking Jurassic Park. Fuck Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, now the way that the second movie ended, leading into the, the final. I don't movie even know how is, to remind me the how dinosaurs the dinosaurs are just amongst ended. the people now. What happened in the first? Well, how many original movies are there? Two or three? Three. Yeah, I don't. Right. I know there's something about Jurassic Park two with San Diego or something. Yeah, that has Jeff Goldblum in it and not um, Sam Neill. And then the third one has Sam Neill back and not Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum needs to just be in everything. I love Jeff Goldblum. Have you seen the guy on TikTok who does his impression? I showed you the one. It's the same guy who does that amazing Howard Stern impression. Yes, it's like Jeff Goldblum is in, is fucking hilarious. He does a good um, John Oliver. Also, he does a good Trump. Mitch McConnell. I watched a TikTok today of Jeff Goldblum watching David Duchovny on SNL from like twenty years ago do a Jeff Goldblum impression. Have you seen the guy I was talking to you about with Jeff Goldblum? Because he does it with him oh, on not stage. With, not, I haven't seen it with Jeff. Goldblum. Yeah, it's hilarious. And he does That's the John. Bit. He does the John Oliver on the street with John Oliver, and he interviews Hank Azaria as Howard Stern. I saw that one. His name's Matterday Night Live on TikTok. Let me find what it is. Oh, God. I got to search because he's fucking hilarious. I love Jeff Logan. I think he's just amazing. I, I know you don't have um, Disney Plus, but he's got I a do. show. Oh, do you? Yeah. He's got a show on there. Uh, it's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's the like the streaming service I probably use the least. You should watch. There's, I think, like 22 episodes. It's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's basically him, like, going around where he's exploring the world. And he does this stuff by, like, covering different topics. Like, there's one episode on video games, another on, like, ice cream, another on sneakers, something on pools. It's it's really a funny show because it's Jeff Goldblum. So random. Uh, Matterday Night Live, Matthew Friend. Yeah, he's fucking. Let me see if I can find a good clip. Because the Howard Stern one is just—it's like the best. I gotta fucking go find. He does a Fauci impersonation. There we go. I mean, so I gotta tell you. So Hank Azaria—is that that's your name, right? Yeah. Let me ask you something. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. I mean, you were on a year ago. So sure. Hank Azaria is like, if I just played that clip, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a Howard Stern clip." Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's insane. Like, imagine doing Jeff Goldblum to Jeff Goldblum. So good. But how is he so good at so many impressions? Do you know what I mean? Like, Frank Caliendo is good at that kind of stuff, too, but not as crisp and as accurate as, like, that guy. His his John Madden's pretty good. I mean, he does other ones. Like, his Adam Schefter is amazing. Have you heard seen Frank Caliendo's Adam Schefter? That and Stephen A is pretty good. I can't even do one impression, let alone fucking ten. 
No my wife does a great impression of pretending like she's in love with me. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is her what is her fucking impression that she's impressed with you naked? Oh no, yeah, no it's, one ever is. it's very big. I know. Oh, thanks, honey. Where's the rest of it? All right, before we get into sports, you want to play a, a game? I'm gonna let you pick which one you want to play. Do you remember all of our games we had? I don't remember any of them actually. We got how many episodes? Box office gross, cameo prices, peak position. I think those. Are let's the other go. Ones, let's I don't go have how a... many? Let's go. How many episodes? What uh, what's your because I did no prep. I just wanted to pick on the fly. What's your like category you want to do? Give me like 90s, 90s comedy. 90s. Can you think of a 90s comedy? I typed in 90s sitcoms and it, <laughs> it didn't it didn't auto. There we go. All right. Let's 90s see. sitcoms. All right. First one. Let's go. Here we go. Can you tell me how many seasons step by step had? Was, oh my god! I just saw a freaking great thing. Um, step by step, that had Patrick Duffy, didn't it? Yep, Suzanne Summers. I want to say it started. What year did it start? God, it, IMDb is just like so not cool anymore. And it no had one, or started in ninety one or ninety two. Just show me the fucking amount of episodes. My God. Yeah, it was ninety one. I can't tell you when it ended because I don't. No, but I feel like it started ninety one or ninety two. What was that other? Who's the person that played Al? She was. A freaking ended up becoming really hot. Played who? Oh yeah, Christy Lakin. I could Stace, not think of Stacey Keenan was also really hot. Fucking Sasha, Sasha Mitchell, Mitchell was, was like hot. in and out of the show because he was a garbage person. Oh, I, I didn't realize a few times. Bronson Pinchot was in one season. Didn't know that. Yeah, he played Jean Luc. I remember. I loved that show. I'm gonna say six seasons. Donald Gibb from um, like it- from fucking what's it called? Van Damme movies in that for six episodes. It was on for seven seasons. Wow, seven. How many episodes? Well, seven seasons. You figure they got to do at least 25 episodes a season, maybe 24. 700. I'm going to say 168. According to this, it looks like every, because the main characters were in 160 episodes. Because IMDb doesn't bother to tell you. How many total? Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, 160. I was close. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven characters were in every episode. Sasha Mitchell missed a lot, I guess, because he was only well, in he, 114. He got phased out of the show because I'm pretty sure he... Um... But Brandon was only in 132 episodes, so he missed probably that looks like that last season. He wasn't even in it in 98. Fucking guy. All right, let's see. What's another good? Oh, how about dinosaurs? Oh my god, that's that is my. Oh. Kaiten has never seen that show. Still, not the mama. Like I'm the baby. Gotta love me. That I want to say was. I actually feel like I know this. Four seasons. How many episodes? Sixty. Wow, Jessica Walter was in this. One of the voices. Sixty-four. Close, 65. Stuart Pankin, who I would never know his name, but I know his face more than fucking... He's been in a million different things. Sally Struthers. Um, yep. Sally Struthers was in that? Yeah, she was uh, Charlene. Wow. And let's see, anybody else I've ever heard of? Kevin Clash, not to be confused with Kevin Cash. Don't know who that is. Uh, he was the voice of Elmo. Yes, the black guy. Yeah. Why did I know that he's the voice of Elmo? That's actually kind of weird. And then, like, there's really no, I didn't know Jessica Walter was in it. 
rest in peace. Yeah, Stuart Pankin. What else is he in? He's got a face that you would instantly recognize from something. He's kind of like Newman, like that same body type, that same sense of humor. He's in Fatal Attraction. I just had to Google him. Oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's been in a ton of... I, he's in, he like, everything. The, he was the voice of the dad? Apparently. Wow. He, he was in Dude, Where's My Bar, a video short from 2009 that we've all seen. He was in That's So Raven. Malcolm in the Middle. Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I can't see him Fuck being that. in a Walker, Texas Ranger episode. That just seems kind of odd. Allie McBeal. Seems like a character actor who's in the angry yeah. beavers never like a star in anything really except for that but all right let's see give me some more this is a popular one you should, i'm sure you know this home improvement now is this the tim allen being a douchebag years or like tim allen's not a douchebag years so that started probably 91 it ended before the year 2000 because jonathan taylor thomas wanted to like go to school well, I'm gonna say he missed. I'm pretty sure he missed like a whole season. Like yeah, he, he just wrote him. He out. went to. He they, they wrote him out of the show like he was going to some country to help people. I'm gonna say eight seasons. Uh, where are you? What the fuck? Why am I not seeing it? You were just fucking on here. What are you doing? Ninety-one to ninety-nine. I'm gonna say eight seasons. How many episodes? I'm going to say 25 episodes a season, which would be 200. Eight seasons, 204 episodes. It's never like 20. It's never like a round number per season. Uh, there's always one season where it's like 10 episodes and then there's like 30 the next season. That's annoying. I. That's annoying. Every now, single. I fucking, feel like Debbie Dunning was better on that show than Pamela Anderson. I don't know if she was better, but I think she's just as hot. I think like, she's more attractive. Like she's fucking really hot. People forget Pamela Anderson was in 23 episodes and then became super fucking famous. I guess was too good for that racist piece of garbage, Tim Allen. <laughs> fucking every goddamn kid in that show. Fucking three name kid. Taryn Noah Smith, Zachary Ty Bryan, and fucking everyone's favorite crush, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Who Still didn't want to fuck Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I wonder what he's up to these days. Jay- Probably not a lot. JTT was born, let's see, 81. So, yeah, he was the fucking heartthrob when we were in, like, middle school. That stupid haircut. Zachary Ty Bryan, not that attractive. Taryn Noah Smith, even less attractive. So, JTT was the fucking... Well, do you know that uh, Taryn Noah Smith, when he was, like, 17, he, he got married, married like a 40 to year old, like, a 30, yeah. like, 38, 39-year-old, yeah. something like that. Wait, is Last Man Standing Tim Allen's fucking stupid show? Yes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in that show. I think it's like a special guest, like for an episode. I think almost no. everybody that was on Home Improvement was on that show. He was in one, two, three, four episodes. He played John Barker in three episodes and then randomly played a guy named Randy. Interesting. But I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of people that were on Home Improvement ended up being. I thought on that, that show was still on. Or what's I think his, it's what's just his sh- ended. What's his show that was on like NBC and then. They fucking, after all, he became like a racist and they were like, now nah, we're canceling. And then Fox picked it up. That was Last Man Standing. And why is it? It was ABC. Oh, it's showing Fox. 2011 to 2021. Like it was on for 10 years, even though it wasn't. Well, how, I, think I, it was on for, I think it was on for almost 10 years. It's on for a lot. How many episodes do you think that show had? Oh, God, I feel like it had probably as many as Home Improvement. I'll say 200. Close. 194. 
I mean, what's, that, what's the plot? Of, let me see what the plot of this fucking show is. I married, honestly, a married father no of three idea. tries to maintain his manliness in a world increasingly dominated by women. So that's it's home improvement with females. As family. Nice range, Tim. Fucking idiot. <laughs> he has his one his one niche that he's that he's staying in. Have you ever heard of the Golden Palace? No. Have you ever heard of the Golden Girls? I've heard of the Golden Girls. Yes. This was the sequel to the Golden Girls. How many seasons do you think that lasted? They made a sequel to the Golden Girls? Yes. Who was on it? All of, all of them except for B. Arthur. Really? And so I saw this on TikTok this morning, which I had no idea. There was a Confederate flag episode. Don Cheadle was in that show. And Don so was Cheadle? Paige Marin. I guess B. Arthur made an appearance, but I know she was not a regular. I feel so like the that other show... Three. Had to been on for no more than two seasons. It only lasted one year. Twenty four episodes. Twenty four episodes. Yep, Cheech Marin was in it. Don Cheadle was Cheech. in every episode. So was Cheech Marin. Interesting. Yeah, B. Arthur was in two. The rest of them were in twenty four episodes. I thought the only spinoff to Golden Girls was Empty Nest. I mean, does that count as a spinoff or is it like a sequel? Well, I guess it's wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be a spinoff since not all the characters were in it? Yeah, but a spinoff implies it's like just one character or like a fucking the family matter minor character. Or, how do you spin off a character who's hardly in? I haven't even gotten that far into Perfect Strangers where she shows up. So I don't know how you'd get the idea to spin off a show based on a fucking side character. Well, think it's about it. They did so that with um, Happy Days. Did that with Laverne and Shirley. It's just so strange. Hell, they did it with Joni Loves Chachi. Well, that was at least sort of a mainish character, not like a fucking elevator operator. Yeah, but I mean, that Happy Days did that with Laverne and Shirley. They were not main characters; they were tertiary characters. Yeah, but didn't they at least have like a a little bit of a story per episode? How much could Harriet Winslow have been? And she's not even the main character of the spinoff. That's true. So it's like I, I made that's, that's, that's it doesn't, that's doesn't even seem like they tried to make her the main character. Like he was always the main character. How did? I remember the show Empty Nest. I used to watch the show Empty Nest. You can't fucking watch it anywhere. I've tried to buy the DVDs. There's no DVDs. There's, you can't watch it anywhere. Why? Chris, Christy McNichols in it, and she was still hot. Why I, isn't it anywhere? I, it's it's like an obscure show that like Mandela effect. Like maybe it didn't really exist. Because I'm like wondering how did what was he in Golden Girls that made it spin off? Like was he their doctor? Like I don't understand. We should fucking find that out. Maybe we'll talk next week. Fucking spinoff shows. Empty Nest was how many episodes of Empty Nest were there? I'm going to say it lasted at least eight years. And I'll say eight years, 170 episodes. Well, I think you exactly hit. It's definitely not eight years. Oh, it was close. Seven, 88 to 95 with 170 episodes. I got the episodes right. Empty Nest tells the day-to-day misadventures of a widowed pediatrician. So I don't know what kid <laughs> what kid was in Golden Girls. His two oldest daughters who've come back to live with him after failed marriages. And fucking, what's it? Joe Azuzu is fucking in it. The goddamn um, David Leisure. Hilarious. He was the Joe Azuzu guy from fucking the Azuzu commercials. And who else is in this show? Chrissy McNichols in it, and then nobody. Uh, else the I mom from Stop and My Mama Shoot. That's Golden Girls. She's Estelle Getty. Yeah, she was in it though, wasn't she? 
how, how do you go from just talking about the Golden Girls to the <laughs> mom from my stop or my mom will shoot? Because that's where I, mean, I know Sophia her from, from the Golden Girls. <laughs> I know nobody her knows more. her from that more. Nobody knows her from that more than Golden Girls. I like, do. Betty White has been in Hollywood for like 90 years and everyone knows her from Golden Girls. Nobody would be like, what do you think of Estelle Getty? Oh, yeah. Still Stallone movie. No, she's fucking Sophia. Oh, what's another? And really, I know Betty White from that show. What was it like? Hot in Cleveland. That's what I know her from. Yeah, no. (laughs) All right. Wings. Oh, I I need to rewatch. Tony Shalhoub was in Wings. Have you ever seen Wings? Of course I've seen Wings. Love Wings. Um, Tony Shalhoub was in that. I just it's like I haven't watched that. It used to be on Netflix years ago. And I was like, yes, I have to watch this and just would never watch it. What's his name was also in it. God, who else was in it? You've never seen Quagmire? Tim Daly. I, Wings. What's his name though? The guy what's, that played it, um Steven Weber? Yes, thank you. I mean, he's not I don't know. Thomas Hayden Church. That's one thing of the guy who played Lowell, Thomas Hayden Church. He's probably the most recognizable out of anyone besides Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub is like... It made Tony Shalhoub's career. Kelsey Grammer's in it as Frazier. Oh, Kelsey, wasn't he like waiting in the airport or something? Wasn't uh, John Ritter's wife in it too? I don't know who John Ritter's wife is. Amy Yesbeck? She played Casey, whatever her last name was. She was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Amy Yazbeck. Oh, she was John Ritter's like second wife. Yeah. But when he died, it was his. I was like, I did. She seems too young to be. But of course, um, so how long was wings on? I, it's like, it doesn't tell me how many fucking seasons. I just have to guess based. Cause sometimes you'll have like a show. Like you look at fucking, um, Hey dude. It's like, it was on for like eight years and it had like, or it was on for like five seasons, but it had like 50 seasons or whatever. Like those shows that have like, eight episode seasons for no reason or like two seasons say, per year it started in what 89 or 90 i'm not telling you anything there's no way that show lasted past like 97 or 98 i'm gonna say six seasons wings had eight seasons from 90 to 97 wow i'm gonna say 165 episodes based on how many tim daly was in we're gonna go with 172 episodes Tony Shalhoub was in 144 of them. How could you have episodes without, without Tony Shalhoub? That's just terrible. Well, he was a nobody then. It made his career. I don't think That's he was true. in anything before that. I just, I've never seen a single episode of Monk other than like flipping through USA. Oh, oh my God. I've seen every single episode at least three times. Just does not seem appealing. So good. How many episodes is it Monk? Monk. Adrian Monk. I'm just say, such an off-putting name. That's a USA show. I'll say. Oh wait, no, I know this because I watched all the time. Eight seasons. Duh, idiot. USA has got Eight some seasons. good. Uh, how many episodes? I well, I know it had more than a hundred because they actually had an episode titled to hundred. I'm going to say 129. How many Monk seasons? Where are they? Eight seasons. How many episodes? I'll say 129. 125 episodes. Nice round number. Oh, Trailer Howard's in that show. That's right. Yeah, she ended up becoming it uh, like season three, I think. The uh, fucking pizza place chick. Two guys and a girl. 
All right, let's find some. Uh, you want to do the Cosby See, I show? I remember her from his from me, myself, and Irene as Jim Carrey's wife who was cheating on him with the little guy. Fucking me, myself, and Irene. I have not. My favorite quote from that movie is on nine, one, two, three, five, seventy nine. Like I've used that so many times, it's disgusting. How many seasons of The Nanny were there? This seems like a show you'd have no clue, or you'd seen every the episode. Nanny? That's what? Who's that? Fran Drescher? Yeah. God. Classic '90s sitcom. Knowing how annoying her voice is, I would hope it got canceled after like two seasons. I'm gonna say it had like nine, six seasons. That's six seasons too many. It's a good show. Really? How many episodes do you think it had in six seasons? I'll go back to my round number uh, 150. 146. I was close. I'm, that's I'm a, getting close. That's, with these. that's more than I would have thought for that. That seemed like a show that was on for like four years, but it felt like it was on for 10. So I like that. You're a voice. Really? Why, why, what, what's like, what's it about? Like, I know she's a nanny. Does she's she end up falling in love with the nanny guy? For the, I, th- I think they end up dating or something. All right, let's do a classic one, which I haven't actually seen in forever. Boy Meets World. Classic. If you grew up in the 90s, you you know all about Boy Meets World. Did you ever watch this, the spinoff Girl Meets World? No. I watched a few episodes and wasn't into it. I'm going to say Boy Meets World had seven seasons. How many episodes? 150. It lasted from 93 to 2000, which is crazy. Seven. 158 episodes. I was close. I was was generally in the top 50 for ratings. I'm on their Wikipedia page now. Let's go with Clarissa explains it all. Classic Nickelodeon oh show. God, one of the Joan Hart. one of like the launching shows for Nickelodeon. None of these shows ever lasted long enough. Like and ever. that was like, God, that was like early nineties. I'll say, I feel like it's got to be one of those shows where it was like three seasons, but like seventy episodes. So I'll say three seasons. How many episodes? 70. It was on for five seasons. Off somehow only 65 episodes. Feels like it's really. So it's like 13 episodes a season or something. I figured they would have done like three seasons and one season would have like 45. A lot of Nickelodeon. Yeah, they all had 13 episodes. Wow. Per season. Seems like they should have done more. All right, let's go. Let's find Stupid one. Ferguson. Oh, God, this show's so good. My favorite episode of when she stayed up all night watching TV. You know, what fucking... was her friend's name? Sam? Sam Anders, played by Sean O'Neill. Like nobody fucking Ferguson's bald now. Really? Yep. So I don't know what happened to him. How about let's just let's end it on a uh, we talked about this earlier. Perfect strangers. Such like the best care. I, I think Balky Bartakamus is the best character name like ever. Like find me a character on a TV show with a better name than Balky Bartokamus. You just, you like just saying that I fucking can't not smile. It's like the best. Don't be ridiculous. It's like, he's, but also his, his real name is awesome too. Bronson Pinchot. Yeah. That's an awesome name too. Fucking Balky Bartokamus. I'm going to name my fucking child Balky (laughs) Bartokamus. I'll say seven seasons. How many episodes? 160. Eight seasons, 150. That is like nice round numbers. 
God damn it. From I was like, I'm so close to all of these. Guys. 86 to 93. So it was like prime 80s into the early 90s with a great theme song, great opening. Like, I have to watch more of that show. I don't, I only got like the first two seasons. Wasn't it like one of the original TGIF shows, too? Oh, now I have to find that. Spinoff Family Matters, right? We, or Family Matters was a spinoff. We know that. Theme song, theme song. Come on, give me fucking. Let me just. How did people find any information before Wikipedia? The show found its niche there as the anchor for ABC's original TGIF. Friday night lineup aired Saturdays for a short and then aired Saturdays um, in 92 for a short time. God, I'd love to go back to the early nineties. Such great television. God, Friday nights was just like the best TGIF. I wonder what we're going to go over that week at that next week, like the different lineups uh, sort of leads. We'll rank the TGIF lineups. Oh, I, I like that. Let me write this down. So we don't fucking forget ranking raging. Okay. How do you spell ranking? There's a K in there. Come on. Yeah, R-A-N-K-I-N-G. All right. So speaking of rankings, do you want to start off with the Royal Rumble or do you want to start off with all the other shit in sports? Because we're going to rank all of our Royal Rumbles, all of ours, all of the Royal Rumble final fours um, and find out which is the best. Because so the Royal Rumble we're is go on Saturday. From 88 all the way up to last year. I figured ranking them in actual order is way too difficult. So we just go one by one. And is that the best? Yes, that's new number one. So you want to start with that or do you want to start with the NFL? Dealer's choice. What are you feeling? I mean, the NFL, we could talk about for either two minutes or we could talk about for the next like hour because it was probably the best it wild was the like best the best weekend of football I've seen in like a long time. All four games were fucking awesome. Every game came down to the wire. I mean, that just that Bills Chiefs game was I, like the sense. last two minutes was ridiculous. I don't even understand the last two minutes. I, I just I, I'm I would kill myself if my team went up with 13 seconds left and had to go to I, overtime. I was on the edge of my seat during those last two minutes, and Kate was watching with me. And I was like, I'm not even a fan of these. I teams. was like, nervous. I was a fan of these teams. I was so anxious and nervous. Like, if I'm a fan of these teams. I'm probably going to kill myself if we lost. Like, I would have been even more neutral if Cole Beasley wasn't on the Bills, but I was rooting for the the Chiefs. I, I don't. I, I guess like everyone hated the Patriots for the dynasty because they were just so unlikable. I, I how do you not like the Chiefs besides Mahomes' fucking sister, sister, <laughs> his fucking wife and brother who are like fucking annoying as shit. But if Mahomes won the next nine Super Bowls, I'd be fine. Like I, he's fucking yeah, I wouldn't because then Jackson Mahomes wouldn't stop dancing. I, I don't jackets. care. He's like it's so likable. Kelsey's likable. Um, fucking Andy Reid is like fucking America's dad now that Bob Saget's gone. Fucking, I just, I love the Chiefs, so I'm always going to root for the Chiefs. I just couldn't root for Cole Beasley. Fucking hate that guy. But I feel terrible for the Bills. So the score was 26 to 21. They went, what, 40, 50 yards in 13 seconds? Well, that's less than that. I just pulled up, like, the game game cast. The Bills got the ball down 26-21 with nine minutes left in the game. Down 26-21. They had a 17-play, 75-yard drive. They scored to make it 29-26 with a minute 54 left. Wait, they that one drive went from nine minutes to one minute? 
154. They had the ball for seven minutes and one second. Damn, that's a great drive. So they ate up all the clock. So they have 29-26 lead. The Chiefs get the ball back with a minute 54. They proceed to go five plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Like like 12 seconds? Fucking Was it the Tyree Kill touchdown? Tyree Kill, 64 yards. So they're they're up. The Chiefs are now up 33-29 with a minute and two seconds left. Minute and two seconds. The Bills now go six plays, 75 yards, and 49 seconds to go up 36-33 with 13 seconds left. The Chiefs, the secondary was like some of the worst I've ever seen. It was so bad. I think one of the guys' names is Williams, who I was yes. tweeting about. Like, he was horrendous. Like, I guess they were using everybody on digs. And Gabriel Davis, is it Gabriel Davis who had the, the four touchdowns? Four touchdowns, yeah. And then who's the other guy? They have McKenzie. They have Isaiah McKenzie, who did nothing, and they have Cole Beasley. They also have Emmanuel Sanders. And fucking my four touchdowns, like the, their secondary was just horrendous. And then 13 seconds after they fucking score. It, what was it? Two plays. The one to Hill got out of bounds, and then Kelsey over the middle, and they've got in fucking field goal range. It, it was insane. Hill, Kelsey, spike. No, I'm sorry. Hill, Kelsey, field goal. They didn't have to spike because that timeout. Timeout. Yeah, that, that's it, yeah, that's insane. Nobody could do that. And you know, I honestly think they should have not kicked it into the end zone. You the think that, you think they should have run the ball with Mahomes? Hundred percent. They had the time. They had the time. So it's a good play. They should have. No, you can't. You squib kick it because even if they should have done. Can't you on a kickoff? You get it, and then you can take a knee. Like you don't have to run. So at least that would have taken a few seconds off. Exactly. I I get what they were doing. They wanted to make them go as long as possible, but kick it to the one. Make them use the clock. Make them use the clock. Make them have to run time off the clock. That was a bad job. And then the you know. Kelsey just you saw that thing that I sent you the, the video of like the, the mic yeah. up of him telling he'll do this and then I'll block for you and you'll get the inside and then he got they, out of bounds right and then Kelsey no. was the t- or did they I thought, out of I thought I thought Tyreek Hill got out of bounds and then the Kelsey was a timeout they used timeouts mm-hmm. after both yeah they used timeouts for both because they had all three so the play with Hill was he oh, yeah. faked going to the outside and then came back in to get a few extra yards because Kelsey told him that he would block for him and then Kelsey just went right up to see him was watching the clock and then dove down so they'd have enough time to call the time. How many yards did they go in 13 seconds? Uh, they went 19, 25, 44 yards. In 13 in, fucking seconds. In 10 seconds because they called that, a yeah. timeout with three seconds left. 10 seconds, 44 yards. Oh, I'd be sick Amazing. if I was a Bills fan. Like, it's just, I'd rather have just lost 31 nothing. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I would have rather been blown out than, but also Josh Allen balled the fuck out. He's, he's, well, he's a top good. quarterback. He's really good, but also the Chiefs secondary is pretty fucking bad if gabriel davis is getting four touchdowns like at least they shut down i almost said trayvon diggs stefan diggs yeah i mean they shut diggs and mckenzie and emmanuel sanders combined for five catches and 26 yards that was the first ever four touchdown performance ever only had two catches for nine that's insane so griff didn't hit on any of his bets nope but yeah, I guess somebody's gonna have to be open. First ever receiver, four touchdowns in the playoffs. Did he score four touchdowns in a single game? He did. He's like Al Bundy for Pokai. Although it's more impressive if you're running, I think. But also, he's have you ever heard of Gabriel Davis before this game? Like, really? I mean, if you play fantasy, you know these guys sort of, but like he's definitely no, most people probably never heard of him. I knew Isaiah McKenzie more than I knew Gabriel Davis. Well, McKenzie had a few good games. I don't think Davis did anything this year. 
No, he didn't. But and like, then, I, I just can't. I Mahomes is just amazing, man. And then there's the terrible, fucking awful one seed we all knew was fucking undeserving of the one seed, the Titans, because they're not good. And then the other one seed that was undeserving, the Packers. They should have won though, but that was just. I, I, I guess the Niners have just a bad matchup for the Packers. They have magic, though. I mean, the 49ers tried to do everything they could do to lose that game, too, and they still won. It was probably they tried the, to lose to the Cowboys, and they still won. It's probably the best first two rounds. You got the two NFC East teams get eliminated the first weekend. Unfortunately, the Tom Brady beats one of them, but it's fine because you'd rather have the Eagles lose than Tom Brady. And the Patriots lose the same weekend. And then the next week, Tom Brady gets eliminated. So you're like, fuck yeah. Now every it's single the- team left is fine. I don't care who wins. I still don't understand how in that Rams game, which notice how the, the, the Bucks came back. And the Rams ended up you know, winning there in the final seconds. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about Brady almost did it again, even though it was in spite of him because yeah. of the freaking Chiefs-Bills game. How, how do you come up short on a 47-yard field goal when there's no wind? How does, how does yeah, Matt Gay come know. up short on a 47-yard field goal with no wind? I just – I don't get that. Bad. And then we have the games this weekend, which we didn't even talk about the Bengals. I mean, you mentioned the Titans losing, but the, the Bengals look good. I don't know how that game's because they beat the Chiefs last time. Was that in Kansas City or was it in Cincinnati? I can't remember. Ooh. But they put up a fuck ton on the Chiefs. Yeah, Burrow threw for like 450. So I don't, I don't, I could see that going like that again, or the Bengals magic just runs out. I don't, I honestly, I mean, I can't bet against Kansas City. That game was in Cincinnati. I don't know if the, the Bengals can do it. It seems like it's too soon for the Bengals. Like they'll come up short. The it's a seven point spread now. Uh, for the Chiefs, um, yeah, obviously. That's and the Rams uh, are only three and a half over the 49ers. Because the 49ers kicked the shit out of them the first time, and then they beat them in overtime last time. I think it was overtime, or it was, it was by a field goal. So that's scary for the Rams. They better fucking win. Give me Rams, Chiefs, and which I think the Chiefs would probably. I, I could I could see the the Rams showing up and scoring like ten points in the Super Bowl, <laughs> or this. I week. could definitely see that. I could see it being this week. I mean, they almost fucking lost to the goddamn Bucks when they were up like one hundred eight to four. Like that first half was too perfect. Couldn't just give me a game where Tom Brady was just fucking done, right? It had to fucking be like this. Maybe now we'll get the uh, the rematch everybody's wanted. What? The Super Bowl 23 rematch. Bengals 49ers, baby. Yeah, a little bit different <laughs> with Joe fucking... I mean, Bengals upgraded slightly over Boomer Esiason, but uh, I don't know if the Niners are quite there with Jimmy Gra- Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo, over... Who's that guy? Joe Montana? Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. Uh, I said Joe Montana. Best linebacker i ever seen. That's a great quote, too. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. I said Joe. Uh, I, said I remember. Joe I remember seeing that back when we were young, and I was like, I don't know what Joe Montana is, but it's that guy from fucking. He's been in everything. He's in one of those NCIS type shows, like Criminal Minds or some bullshit like that. I think. Now I have to look. The guy who said Joe Montana? No, Joe Montana himself. Oh yeah, he was. He was in Godfather Three, and he was in um, Criminal Minds. I couldn't remember how to spell it, so I said Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, unrec- a very recognizable face. 74 years old. Sikimi's IMDb page, goddammit. Good looking guy. As we see it, 
He's been in The Simpsons. Oh my God, he's Fat Tony. Fat Tony, yeah. Fat Tony and Fit Tony. He was um in the Godfather part. Criminal Minds, yeah, it was Criminal Minds. Okay. 2007 to 2020. Awesome actor. The Bronx Bull. I don't know what that is, and a bunch of shit I've never heard of. The Starter Wife, I've heard that. I've heard of that, Joe. Joan of Arcadia, he was in. Oh, First Monday, everyone knows that. The fuck is that? He's been acting for a long fucking time. God damn. Open all night. I love just going to random pages and find. He was in Three Amigos. Wow. Really? Twilight Zone, Godfather Part Three. You know Joey Zaza. Yeah, he was the main bad guy in Godfather Part 3. Really? Yeah. Fucking Joe Montana. I've, I've heard Godfather 3 is like either underrated or because people like shit on it like it's the worst fucking movie ever. It's gotten better over time. It's gotten more appreciated. Fucking what's his time. face? I know this guy. Fucking Andy Garcia. Yeah, he was in that too. He was um, cousins of Michael Corleone. We're not cousins. He was his nephew because he was Sonny's uh, illegitimate bastard child. He's Trey and then Manc- he started banging Michael Corleone's daughter. He's Trey Mancini's little, dad, Vincent little Mancini. Incest. Little incest. All right, you want to go over the Hall of Fame real quick for baseball? You mean the complete uh, hypocrisy of the fact that motherfucking David Ortiz gets voted in when Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not? That you know, that, Did you see that. what Clemens' statement on Twitter? Yeah. Hey, y'all. Figured I'd get it give y'all a statement since that's the time of the year again. My family and I put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror 10 years ago. I guarantee you he didn't. I didn't play baseball to get into the Hall of Fame. I played to make a generational difference in the lives of my family. Fuck does that mean? Make a shit ton of money for his family. I played to make a generational difference for the lives of my family. So you played the game for money. That makes you come off really cool. Then focus on winning championships, which you didn't do until you started taking steroids, but that's fine. So the community and the fans, well, uh, it was my passion. I gave it all I had the right way. That's instantly, I'm like, just stop talking, man. We know you took steroids. Nobody cares that you took steroids besides these fucking douchebag writers. Like, I don't care. But he's still lying and committing to the fucking act. Like, how does that not weigh on you as a fucking person? Like, keeping up the fuck. At least Aaron was just like, you know what? I, I did it. Yeah, I did. Well, it's the same thing. David Ortiz is keeping up. I didn't do anything. It's the, the, the George Costanza mantra it's only a lie if you believe it at least david ortiz had like one thing he was on that one test and then there's like nothing else so at least he can like plausibly deny it clemens was in that whole fucking report everyone there was a million different things but he never failed the test yeah i I mean technically only a rod only failed that 2003 test but admitted he did steroids and then got suspended for it what fucking a decade later he got fucking railroaded for that shit what year did he get suspended? Like 2010? That's fucking bullshit. That still pisses me off. They wanted to make an example out of him and suspended him for something he did like 10 years prior. It's complete fucking I saw, garbage. I, I saw a great tweet by a baseball writer who said, if someone came up to you and said, you could make your family generationally wealthy by playing baseball, but you have to take steroids, you're going to take steroids. That's what Clemens meant by it. Yeah, but he, was he did what he had to do to make as much money for his family. And their future. Was he even general? That's no, that's no. He didn't start taking steroids until like 90. We can say was last year in Boston was 96. So started 97. He already played for 10 years. He already fucking helped his family out. 
He just wanted to keep he playing. Wasn't, he wasn't suck. making money, though. He wasn't making a lot of money. The highest paid players back then made like $5 million. Yeah, which is why his fucking statement is horseshit. Like, I wanted to make money and be generally. Well, you did that for 10 years. So what did you want? You wanted to fucking just play for money after that? Like, we all I'm know. More... He was washed in 96, and then all of a sudden was incredible. How was nobody talking about it back then? It seemed like nobody. Everyone was just like, oh, Dan Duquette's a moron. He wasn't done yet. Well, obviously, well, how does nobody talk about Royce. the fact that David Ortiz went from being a 26 year old guy in the Twins who hit like 230 with 15 home runs to now hitting so 45, 50 home runs a year? So obviously, he, he was taking shit. But the fucking A Rod's test was like, yeah, he cheated. Fuck Ortiz was that was probably false positive. Like, fuck out of here. I took a milkshake. Of course, he was cheating. He was a nobody mm-hmm. on the Twins. Nothing. He sucked. And not for anything. He also didn't play Clemens defense. Is- Clemens' last year in Boston, he was still good. Yeah, but not what they were used to. So they thought he was washed. He was 10 and 13, had a 3.63 ERA, but still led the league in strikeouts with 257. Fucking goes to Toronto. I wonder if he was taken, obviously, if he's 10 and 13, that's not really indicative of him necessarily. So I wonder if he was taking steroids like the last few years of Boston or he started in Toronto or what the fuck happened? But then did he stop taking steroids when he came to the Yankees? I doubt it. No. Like, didn't Brian McNamee say he was injecting him in the fucking with the Yankees and shit? Yeah, but look, he went from Boston with his 363 ERA, went to Toronto where he won back-to-back Cy Youngs with a 205 ERA and a 265 ERA. It's still so weird to me that he was on the fucking Blue Jays. Then it's he gets so traded weird. to the Yankees. Can, can I tell you what his ERAs were by season as a Yankee? I don't think they were anywhere near two. It was probably in the threes. So he was a Yankee before he ended up, you know, coming back that, you know, other yeah. time. He was a Yankee for five seasons. Yeah, 90, 99 to uh, 2003. His best ERA was 3.51. Yeah, so I don't know what the fuck was going on. He had on. two ERAs over four. His first year as a Yankee, 4.60. I think that's only new, through 187 innings. That has to be the New York factor. Like, I just, I don't know how else to explain somebody being that good, just starting to not be that good. But Very then he weird. went to Houston and was amazing. So like, when you look at his, well, that his, was his the career, national league was a lot shittier. It's just so funny. Though. So his pitcher. career in Boston, he had a 3.06 career ERA career with the Yankees, 4.01 career with the Astros, 2.4 career with the blue Jays, 2.33. He wasn't good for us. He was awful. He won a lot of games, though, and probably had a ton of strikeouts. He was 83 and 42. But it's just weird that his ERA was that bad. See, like, maybe he maybe he did use steroids. Maybe he didn't. It doesn't matter. The fact that you have put someone in the Hall of Fame that was clouded by steroids and the controversy with David Ortiz in, but not the others, who, right, wrong, or indifferent, were better fucking players. Barry Bonds on his worst day with one arm is a better player than David Ortiz. Also, nobody cares about defense. Like that's why his war is so low because he doesn't fucking play defense. But nobody gives a shit. When you go, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Nobody goes. Well, let's see his defense. They all look at his fucking offensive numbers. So that's I get Ortiz getting in, but he got a lot less than I thought. I was assuming he'd get close to like eighty five percent. Well, the, he, the like, barely was, made it. So they broke down the David Ortiz vote. So now the the people who don't give two Fs about steroids, so the people that voted for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, 90% of them voted for David Ortiz. How do you vote for those two and not A-Rod? Just because it's his first year? You shouldn't get in on your first year. Like, is he a Hall of Famer or not to you? Stop being the fucking police. 
the people that voted for the other steroid people that have been on the ballot in the past, Bonds, Clemens, and Manny Ramirez, 93% of them voted for Ortiz. So he's consistent. The people that refuse to vote for anybody that's on PEDs, the ones that steadfast, no PEDs, no Hall of Fame, 62% of those assholes voted for David Ortiz. So that's how we sh- They don't care about the fucking random 2003 test. It's because David Ortiz was likable. If Barry Bonds was as likable as Big Poppy, Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame right now. That's what it is. Barry Bonds was a dick to reporters. He was a surly asshole during his career. He was a garbage piece of shit. But A Rod was, was the nice. best player ever. Let's see how many no, he gets. A Rod wasn't that nice. Aaron wasn't a bad guy at all. He wasn't a bad guy, but he wasn't no. like kissing up to the media like David Ortiz was. Now he, he I don't, does. I don't now, think, now he's amazing. I don't remember David Ortiz ever kissing up to anyone. He was just nice to talk to. Him. And I'm like, A-Rod was a better interview than Jeter was. So I I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't know. Like Bonds was, was, Bonds was like legitimately was loved. Yeah, by the Boston media. By all media. Barry Bonds was just a jackass. So... But I mean, David Ortiz was doing those ESPN commercials and stuff. He was he was a beloved figure. It's like a big fucking teddy bear. That's if Barry man. Bonds was a big fucking teddy bear, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. So A-Rod could have just denied it. Yeah, so the fucking Mitchell report, fucking he could have gone like Clemens and been like, nope, not true, didn't do it. But he was like, yeah, he lied for a little bit and then was eventually like, you know what? Yeah, I did it. But he didn't lie fucking for six, seven, eight, ten years and then come clean. He came clean pretty quickly. And then got railroaded. What do you, what do you think Barry Bonds' career war was? Wasn't it like 150 or something like that? Where it was like exponentially higher than Ortiz? It was like 130 One, or something like that. 162.7. I mean, his on-base percentage, if you took away 700 and something home runs, is still higher than Ortiz. If you took away every single home run that he ever had in his career and made every single one of them an out, his on-base percentage is higher. It's insane. It's like I feel. <laughs> Just, just looking at Barry Bonds like even his, even if he's on steroids, those seasons oh, two thousand to like two thousand five are just like insane. I was a huge Bonds guy. I loved Bonds. Two thousand and four, at the age of thirty nine, this motherfucker hit three sixty two, forty five home runs, hundred and one RBIs, two hundred and thirty two walks, one hundred and twenty of which were intentional. I don't, I don't know how you even like not kill yourself just constantly getting walked. His on-base percentage was 609. He's getting on-base 60% of the time is just I, – I wonder what the highest on-base percentage for an entire season is. That has to be like close to it, at least in the modern era. No, that, that, that is. That, 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 it's, it's him. Like was there no like fucking Ty Cobb in like 1812 who was on base like 90% of the time or some bullshit? So that's 609 on base percentage. I should also point out his OPS that year was 1.42, which isn't even human PS. Absurd. Ty Cobb's best on base percentage ever in a season, best on base percentage, was 486. I wonder how often like guys walked back then. Was that guys walking anywhere close to like 50 times a year, 75, 100? Uh, the year that he had a 486 on base percentage, he walked 118 times. His average season, he walked 67 times. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of walks back then. But what? So that's the highest on what's second then by anybody? Is there a list of 
60% of the time is like, if you're on 50% of the time, that's absurd. Like a on-base percentage in the 400s, you're like, that guy's fucking great. Yeah, nowadays, it's like if your on-base percentage is like 380, you're amazing. Also, it depends on, like, you. there's guys like Joey Gallo's average is like 190, but their on-base is like 340. For those of you who don't watch sports, 340 is like the equivalent to like 30%. So you're on-base percentage of the time. Baseball so the, is the only sport where you can fail 70% of the time. It'd be amazing. The top 10 on base percentage seasons of all time. But Bonds Barry is probably Bonds, on there like six times. Barry Bonds is three of them. That's insane. He's number one and number two. Josh Gibson is number three. Who? Josh Gibson. Who the fuck is Josh Gibson? He was a Negro League player. Oh, okay, so it's way back in the day. Ted Williams is number four. He had a 552 on base percentage in 1941. Was that the year he hit fucking 407? No, he hit 340. He hits 400 one year, and that's not his highest OBP. No, it is. It is. All right. I was going to say that makes the most sense if it is. He was. Amazing. He had 406 that season. Crazy. I, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Like, no, I not don't even think close. Like, I mean, even the year somebody hits like 360, 370, you're like, this is amazing. Like, D, didn't DJ hit like in the 340s, 350-ish? And you're like, that's insanely high. Nobody's ever going to yeah. come close to 400. What do you think the, the outside of Bonds' rookie year when he was just awful? He was he still finished sixth in the rookie of the year voting. He had 223 with 16 home runs, 48 RBIs. That's the only season of his career that he struck out a hundred times. That's absurd. Like he's, just he's the best ever. I mean, the fact that the age of 42, he hit 28 home runs and still had a 480 on base percentage. It's disgusting. Guys I were wish still the walking had signed him in 2008. When did he retire? 2007 was his last year. And he was, he still had what? How many home runs? 28. I probably still could have kept playing. I don't care if he's on steroids or fucking not. Like, I don't that even understand swing. what steroids do. Say you're there. I know like Pettit took HDH to heal. So, like, I get that. But, like, are the steroids are not helping you with your hand eye coordination? Are they just making the balls go further because you're stronger? Recovery time, too. But then also all the guys that are taking, you know, caffeine pills, all these things, all the other stimulants that are know. legal and, you know, they're able to do are helping them recover faster. Like when like somebody's taking like Adderall and shit, like really? Like I get because you're not tired, but it's not helping you hit the ball. So like I, it's, I just, helping you, it's helping you be more alert, which could help with your hand eye coordination. I just I don't really give a shit if somebody's like there were so many people doing that shit. Like who cares? Like well, really, Ty Cobb, you know, all these people, Gaylord Perry's in the Hall of Fame and he fucking threw spitballs, which is yeah, illegal. Like, like it, like the they fucking, can't become the moral police. The writers being the fucking moral compass of who should get in yeah. is a fucking joke. But like, who votes for like the other Hall of Fames? It's not fucking sports writers. I think it is. Like, is there not like a, a fucking committee for NFL? Because like, they no, I think there's a, a panel of people because they yeah but isn't it like fucking is it beat writers because it seems like some of these people are too fucking stupid to be voting for shit like this 
The NFL is weird. They're just like, here's a list of the people who made it. Here's a list of the people moving on. And like, what the fuck's going on? But fucking David Ortiz, what a jackass. Hate that guy. Mostly because he kicked the shit out of us every fucking year. But he, how do you, you don't, it's very unusual to go from being completely awful to fucking hitting that many home runs. Plus, he's on the test. It's not like you can't just say, like, yeah, it's suspicious, but there's no link to anything. But he also failed that fucking test. Well, we don't know what it was. Yeah, you don't know what any of them were. They were fucking, well, we couldn't tell if it was a band. So fuck you. You're just covering up for the guy. But you don't get that same shit with A-Rod. A-Rod, yeah, he was using something bad. Ortiz, who knows? Forget about it. False positive. Fuck yourself. It, 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 just, uh, it's so fucking stupid. Just and, put him but, in. But also the whole, they're rolling on the ballot for 10 years bullshit. That's also fucking dumb. And you can only vote for 10 guys. That's also dumb. You should be able to vote for as many people as you feel should be. And then those guys who don't vote for like, they vote for two people. Like, why do you even have a vote? But there are also people getting vote like Scott Rowland. Really? You think of fucking Scott Rowland as a Hall of Famer? Like what? Omar Vizquel? Like, no, come on. Like Mike Mucine is one of those weird ones where it's like he has the numbers, but you never saw him as like the best at anything. But I think he had the numbers to get in. But you look at like Scott Rowland, like I, I fucking really? It's just weird. Vizquel and those other fucking guys. And I know you're a big Rafael Palmero guy. I was big on him when he won that gold glove and he only played like 14 games in the field because nobody fucking pays attention to anything. All right, <sighs> so I have I have one for you. I feel like we so have to two... save the Royal Rumble for next week. Yeah, we might have to. Actually. How long do you think, think we? we how long will. do you think we can get through that? Because we should do a little bit of like analysis per year. We're already close to an hour and a half. I feel like we can use this year's Royal Rumble and do it next week. Okay, I'm and I'm cool we'll, with that. We'll fucking like make sure we get that in. So I have I have one for you from you know should this person be a Hall of Famer or not? It's a com- comparison of two players. Is it a WWE Hall of Famer? Yeah, hundred percent. That's really Famer. hard to get in. Really hard. <laughs> so they're they're both pitchers. Pitcher A had a seventy nine point five career WAR. Billy Wagner. Pitcher B had a sixty point two career WAR. So pitcher A definitely better. Pitcher A based on WAR though. 216 and 146 for a 597 winning percentage. Pitcher B, 256 and 153 with a 626 winning percentage. 3.46 career ERA for pitcher A, 3.85 career ERA for pitcher B. Six all-star appearances for pitcher A, three all-star appearances for pitcher B. Pitcher A never won a Cy Young, but had five top five Cy Young finishes. Pitcher B, Never won a Cy Young, but had five top five Cy Young finishes. Pitcher A played 20 years, had a losing record in eight of them, but had three 20-game win seasons. He had a losing record that many seasons, but his overall record was, like, what, close to 100 games over 500? Yep. So played 20 years, had a losing record in eight of them, but three three 20-game win seasons, and he led the league in wins twice. Pitcher B played 18 years, never had a losing record, had 15 plus wins eight times, including two 20 win seasons. He led the league in wins once. Pitcher A, 133 career postseason innings, 11 and two with a 2.23 ERA in 19 starts with three World Series rings. Do they, take into, B, do they take into account postseason numbers? 
I remember I way back in the day, I, I don't remember who told me this, but it was like, not everyone makes it to the postseason, so they don't count those numbers. And I was like, that doesn't, like, I, I think they, I, I think like they I do. get it, but like, how can you not, right? So, picture, they have to, like, right? They have to, they do, they, they do. But like, I get how so, it's fair where it's like maybe a guy never made the playoffs when it was impossible back then to make the playoffs. It's like, it can only, it can't hurt you if you never made the playoffs, it's not your own fault. But like I guess regular season numbers you would be most important. And then you could attack on like if Jeter won no rings, does he make the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No. I don't think he does. It's like three thousand hits. Ballot. Not yes. in the first ballot. Yes, he does. Three thousand hits, you're in. You're a thousand percent in. How does Fred McGriff not make it? Just because he didn't get five hundred, he had four hundred and ninety-three. Yeah. That's dumb. So that's dumb. Pitcher A, I said 133 career postseason innings, 11 and 2 with a 2-2-3 ERA and 19 starts, got three rings. Pitcher B, 276 career postseason innings, 19 and 11, 3.81 ERA and 44 starts, won five rings. One people say is a Hall of Famer, the other they say never had a shot in the Hall of Fame. What fucking pitcher has five rings? Jesus Christ. And you know, five top Cy Young finishes. This isn't anybody recent record. Like how recent? So I know who somebody is. Somebody who had to play on like six different teams for all those five rings or some shit like that. Fucking. So do you want to know who they are? Is one of them Al Leiter? No, definitely not. He was on like nine hundred teams. He probably won a couple rings. David so Cohn. Pit- nope. That seems like a David Cohn stat. Pitcher A. That people say is. A borderline Hall of Famer. Kay Gala. Kurt Schilling. Oh, I fucking hate that idiot. Pitcher B that people say. Because he was he was dominant for a while, but his his overall numbers are not as good as Moose, but he was way more dominant when he was at his best. He was dominant when he was at his best. Eight losing years. Eight yeah, re- years bad. with a losing record. That's pretty bad. Fuck off, Kurt. But, but now he had, he had B, a better war. Better war. Now pitcher B, who they say is not even not remotely a Hall of that's Andy fucking Pettit. I uh, yeah, because Pettit was you never. How many times was he the best pitcher in the league? Like very he had as few. many top five Cy Young finishes as Schilling. I, I mean, granted, said, he was losing to Randy Johnson every year. <laughs> wait, Schilling won a Cy Young, didn't he? Nope. Not once. He, top, he finished fifth. He finished in the top five five times. He always finished behind Randy Johnson. That's hilarious. I should and have Pettit fucking... was five top five Cy Young finishes. Never had a losing record. He Pettit... also led the leagues in ninety. He also led the league in wins in nineteen ninety six. Pettit. Totally yeah, fun. but Pettit was never like, like when you look at Schilling, it was like one A, one B with Randy Johnson. You never and looked at Pettit the, as like the best. The reason player. why Schilling almost made it in was his postseason stats. That's why. Hey, guys, if, I mean, if he was a normal guy, he probably would have gotten in already. People are taking and you the, forgot the Pettit won five rings because he was on the 2009 team. Yeah. No, I was just fucking wasn't even thinking of Andy Pettit. It's like, a, yeah, I was I was expecting it to be some fucking random scrub I've never heard of. Isn't that amazing? <sighs> Fuck Kurt Schilling. I wouldn't want to. He's not my type. So the only thing we had left was the Royal Rumble, but that's going to take too long. So we can just jump into the uh, unusual death for this week. So next week we'll do the Royal Rumble rankings. We got also uh, might do a lot of rankings next week. Royal Rumble, TGIF. Uh, TGIF lineups. 
So uh, what do you want to do for unusual death? Oh, we did 1814 last year. So let's make it like, let's do something like Civil War era. Do we got anything like the 1850s, 1860s? Man, you don't want to go more modern? What was the fucking yeah. molasses flood and the fucking that was thing? Molas- molasses 18, was like 19, 1919 was molasses flood. 1814 I'm going to pick, I'm picking a random year. Here we go okay. right now. Ooh, nice name. June of 2012. Ooh. Olga Gilkovich. G-A-I- is there an L in there? Like, I, for some reason, I can't read right now. Gaikovich, G-A-I-K-O-V-I-C-H. Olga, 29. Sounds like a strong woman. Was traveling in the passenger seat of a car on a Russian highway. Oh, my. Wait, no. Okay, so it's somebody else. All right. Uh, was traveling in the passenger seat of a car on a Russian highway. Russia. You think she got her head cut off on the. Uh... You know, she's fucked. When a few bricks flew out of a loading truck. Oh boy. <laughs> I like how this is going. Final destination shit. One brick broke the car's windshield and hit the woman's face. So it smacks the windshield, oh. breaks it, and then it, the car's windshield. So I'm guessing the windshield and the brick probably hit her face because it just says one brick broke the car's windshield and hit the woman in the face. So either way, she got hit in the face with a windshield or a brick or both. She was taken to a hospital emergency room with her skull split open and pronounced dead after two hours of failed attempts to revive her. I can't imagine being a fucking ER person spending 10 minutes, let alone two hours trying to revive somebody. You're just fucking driving along the highway. You're not even driving. You're the passenger. And all of a sudden a fucking brick hits the windshield. You probably don't even know what hit you. That's that's final destination shit. That's final destination shit. And like, there's no, this is going to be interesting if you can find any information on it. It's, it is pretty recent, so there's probably multiple articles, but like, was the car in front or the truck, whatever, a few bricks, yeah, out of a loading truck. Was uh, Who's responsible for that? Is the driver like, I was wonder, it tied down? Like, I feel like that's a lawsuit. That's why every time I see one of those fucking trucks with like wood hanging out of the back, I go to the next one like that. I'm like, if, like if the off chance that this like shit flies out the back and it skewers my fucking windshield and punctures my throat or some shit. Yeah. Nope. I want no part of that. I go to the next lane. That freaks me out. Yeah. I, I hate that. So that was Olga Gelkovich. Gate. There's no L. G A I K O V I C H. Ah, Gaikovich. 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 If she had fucking, I wonder what kind of insurance her the driver had. Bet you shouldn't have Geico. Oh God. So yeah, that's Olga. I wonder what she looked like. She was twenty nine. Her name Olga. I bet you she was a brute looking woman. Olga that's stereotyping. Gaelkovich. Yeah, she sounds like a Polish powerlifter. Yeah, I don't. You're gonna. Uh, okay, this is weird. I scroll down. There's like, there's no. There's pictures of cars and windshields, and then. Our buddy, our bud Dwyer is on here. Some things that can't be unread. So I'm guessing. So maybe you'll find some stuff. It's a picture of a random bloody van. So yeah. Can't wait to hear that next week. Looking follow, forward to researching that. Follow up to the Olga. So what do we got on this day? It is January 27th. All right. So some birthdays for this day. Not as many as last week. Uh, on this day in 1756, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was born. Mm. That's a pretty big birthday. Yes. Uh, in 1850, Edward Smith was born. He ended up, uh, he was the naval captain of the Titanic. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know who the fuck that is. Can you guess when he died? Uh, I'm going to say 12 hours ago. Yeah, he lived to be 174. Good for 72. him. 72. 
and then also born on this day in 1969, Patton Oswalt. 1969. Damn, he's old. 53. Patton Oswalt. Funny guy. And uh, some deaths on this day. Best the, uh, the late, great Andre the Giant died on this day in 1993 at the age of 46. Wow. Uh, also had a uh, author of Catcher in the Rye, J.D. Salinger, died on this day in 2010. What's J.D. stand for? I don't know, actually. Is it Johnny Daryl? Johnny Daryl. <laughs> I, I don't think it's Johnny Daryl. I love typing in something to Google so incorrectly and it autocorrects for you. I typed in J.D. Salinger. Like fucking not even. I feel close. like the J has to be John or Jacob or you, something. You John would, Jacob, I could Jacob give you a thousand guesses. You probably wouldn't figure it out. Jerome David. I would have never said Jerome. Yeah. David, I feel like I would have gotten because the other option I would have said would be like Daniel. Jerome David Salinger. That's kind of crazy. He lived to 2010. He was almost like, it's, you just seem like JD Salinger, catcher in the rye. You read that in high school. You figured he died like 50 years before that. He was still alive when we were in high school. When people were talking about it. Like that's, he was 91. It lived to 2010. I would have guessed he died in like 1979 or something like that. That's crazy. So we were reading that then, stupid fucking book in high yeah, school. I liked that. Still book. alive. I hated reading everything. Did you I mean, really I, read the book? Did you I mean, the Cliff Notes? It's the Spark a, Notes. I think I had to read the book. I don't, I don't know. I probably half-assed it, but is that the Holden Caulfield book? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a good book. I just, I'm not a, especially in high school, I was not interested. You, you want to read something that you're forced to read. Exactly. But if I could read now, I, that, I'd probably enjoy that book. Holden Caulfield's like a fucking cool name. Probably one That's of the most true. iconic characters in book history, probably. I'm impressed you read a book. I, I probably, I mean, I you have to in school. I mean, I would do those fucking summer Star reading things. There was one year where we had to do summer reading and they gave you the choice to do like articles. And I did an article about fucking Scott Hall and Kevin Nash going to WCW and how they were, WWE was suing them for the names. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, because we didn't have to do wow. a book, I guess. I don't know how I got lucky, but summer reading was the stupidest fucking idea anybody could ever possibly have. That's funny. The, I remember uh, that vividly. Fourth grade. Fourth grade, too. Wow. Because it was, they went in 96. So it was oh, that's right. You probably were in like fourth after fifth. fourth going into fifth. Yeah. And uh, the, the last death on uh, this date was actually last year. Cloris Leachman died at the age of 94 on this day last year. Juggle the beanbags, Cloris. I don't know how to, I don't know how to juggle the beanbags. And we have always related to family guy. We have some events that happened on this day. So uh, this day in 1945, uh, Soviet troops liberated liberated Auschwitz and Birkenau concentration camps in Poland. I knew it was something. As soon as you say 1945, you're probably like, somebody died, but no, that's, uh, that's good. Liberated. Uh, in, in 1956, Heartbreak Hotel by Elvis Presley was released, which became his first million-selling single. 1956. Wow. Uh, on this day in 1970, uh, from Louisiana Tech, Terry Bradshaw was the number one pick in the draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers. What the fuck's the draft doing in January? Doesn't that seem weird? They only had 14 games, so I'm guessing the Super Bowl was probably like Right at before that, November fifth. Maybe, maybe they got right into the draft. There was no scouting combines and shit. So weird. And they probably had um, like eighty six rounds. That's true. They they really had so many rounds. 
Uh, on this day, we actually mentioned this show before, on this day in 1976, Laverne and Shirley, the TV spinoff from Happy Days, starring Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams, premiered on ABC. Oh, Penny Marshall. Didn't she just die a couple of years ago? She died like two or three years ago, I want to say. You have to look that up. While it's I probably, it's probably going to be like 10 years ago. She died in 2018 already. That's four years. Jesus Christ. God. I actually have some sports ones for you, too. Yeah. On this date in 1991, Super Bowl 25. The New York Giants beat the Buffalo Bills 20 to 19 when Scott Norwood's 47 yard field goal was wide right. Probably one of the top 10 Super Bowl games. Did you know that's still the only Super Bowl to end in a one point margin? Wow. And I believe it's the only one where the person missed a kick that would have won or lost the game. Yeah, at, I can't think of any field goal ending games where they missed. Yeah, and also, sounds about right. People were expecting him to miss. In his career, who's he we? was only or whose people? The the, the broadcasters. I think yeah, Al Michaels said, was calling that game. He was one for five on kicks forty plus yards on grass in his career. So he kept up with what he normally. How the did. fuck are you only taking five kicks on grass in your entire career? In his career, at that point, isn't that insane? And they also still kicked with their toes back then. I think so. I don't yeah. know how you kick a ball at all. Like, and I did a little research on this. The reason why he missed was because the <laughs> the lacers were faced to the right a little bit, which made the ball angle a little bit to the right when he kicked it, which is why it missed by about one foot to the right. If the laces were out and straight, they would have won. Because it, it was it was like he kicked it straight. It was just straight to the right. Like it didn't so go like th- move. Like it was, yeah. Do you think thank God. if they had won that Super Bowl, I don't think they would have lost four Super Bowls in a row. I feel like they could have won three or four in a row. They get the, the Cowboys kick the shit out of them every fucking time. They, they would have had no chance. They would have had a little bit more confidence. Maybe they would have lost by 30 instead of whatever the fuck it was. Well, they they lost to the Cowboys, the, the Redskins, oh, the Redskins, and the Giants. Yeah. The Cowboys, NFC East. Cowboys, Cowboys the twice, Bills. the Redskins, and the Giants. Yeah, that was the only one NFC they were close East. in. The, the Redskins kicked the shit out of them, too. So, yeah, they probably still get killed. Poor Buffalo. And I have some wrestling events that happened on this day. Ooh. On this day in 2019, Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was there as a tool. On this day in 2013, one Juan Sena won the Royal Rumble. You know, I miss this. Do you know how short the Royal Rumble pay-per-view used to be? Like, there used to be like three matches plus the Royal Rumble. Nowadays, it's like seven matches, then you get two Royal Rumbles. It's like nine hours. It's ridiculous. They're in a fucking arena, so they want to fucking... And there's also... Yeah, there is also two Royal Rumbles, which is a lot. Being Especially being there, because you get all the fucking Royal Rumble fun, and then yours is another fucking Royal Rumble. God damn. Like, it was and a lot. There's, there's one more Royal Rumble that happened on this day. In 2008, at MSG, you and return. I... Saw John Cena's return randomly, like unexpected. No, yeah, this was no, like there was Twitter. No, there was no, no spoilers. There was not even a thought in my mind that John Cena was coming back. He just tore his pack like pretty six months, recently. Not even six months. It was like three or four months before that. Yeah, was, it was, was insane. Against, it was during a match against Mr. That was at the was height of like back. fuck John Cena. So and everyone still cheered because it was fucking amazing. And then we, we to- I remember that. I remember exactly where we were sitting. We lost our shit. That was on this date 14 years ago. Yeah, we were sitting here. The ring was here, and the entrance was one of the side ones. Yep. And we yep. had to run through Grand Central to catch our train at the end. 
Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Where did we even get the train from? Fucking like uh, probably one of the New York Brewster ones? Brewster North, I think. I think Brewster North. Because I don't remember anything except running through Grand Central after the show to try to get our train. Which I think it was, it was called Brewster North back then, but now it's called Southeast. It's like 20 minutes. Southeast, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Because I don't remember anything else about that trip other than fucking Jess Harvey. And I couldn't remember Mike. <laughs> wow. Ad- I couldn't remember Mike Adamley's name the entire night. I'd be like, what was the guy's name? Like Mike Adamley. I couldn't remember Adamley for some reason. It was one of those names that just wouldn't stick. I completely forgot that Jimmy Snuka and Roddy Piper were in that rumble. Yeah, and they fought each other. JBL fought Jericho for the title. Did he? Yeah. I know Orton fought Jeff Hardy. Jest Harvey. Jest Harvey. I'm still convinced he says Jest Harvey, not just. He, no, he 100% does. Jeff he Harvey. Does. He says Jest Harvey. Jest Harvey. Hardy. In fact, in fact, everyone starts booing the fucking guy. So the other matches that happened at that, Orton, Jeff Hardy, Edge defeated Rey Mysterio. Wasn't there like Ric Flair had one of his like retirement matches where if he lost, it was against like Carlito or some fucking random. Oh, so close. It was against MVP. It was one of those fucking obscure mid-carters. Yeah. And then JBL beat Jericho by disqualification. I honestly don't remember Jericho having a singles match at that point. Do you want to know what the, what the, the dark match was? Yes. Deuces and Domino lost to Jimmy Wang Yang just call and him Shannon du- Moore. Deuces and Domino. Deuces, deuces, and, deuces, and, deuces, deuces and, Domino. and Domino. Multiple deuces. Deuces and Domino. Wait, who did they lose to? Jimmy Shannon Wang Moore. Yang and Shannon Moore. Deuce and Domino couldn't even beat them? God damn. Hornswoggle was in the Rumble. No recollection of that. Also, no Didn't, recollection. Is that the one where Finley came out right after him? With the shillelagh yeah, and got him. disqualified. He was at, Finley was actually supposed to be the 27th entrant. Disqualified in a fucking rumble. No Elijah way. Burke was in it. Big Daddy V. Yeah, not a Mick great Foley. rumble. They had the Snooka, Piper, and Cena. And then that was, I think, it. I don't really remember anyone else. It wasn't like 2011. <sighs> Where they had fucking 40 guys and like 10 of them were surprises. Oh, remember? I remember we were at that one too. And then the guy was like, We were on the floor. Daddy that, Cool, Booker that, T. That, 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 was the, that was the camera guy whose daughter died like years oh, later. It? it was just a random graphic, was like, She died. And I was like, It was that fucking guy. Yeah. He's one of the ones that Stone Cold would mess with all the time. With all of the freaking people, that, and we'll obviously talk about the Royal Rumble more next week and we'll wrap up in a second. How come they don't have more than 30 now? Like with all the people that you could have, and it should be 40 every year at this point. I thought they would at least do that again, like once in a while. Like, I wonder why they did it randomly that one year. Like, have somebody break the foot. Well, they did do the stupid Saudi one, which was like 50. Or the greatest for a rumble with 50. And like Daniel Bryan now has the record, which I don't consider that. Like, you shouldn't count that as the Royal Rumble. Like, just because it's a Royal Rumble match, that shouldn't. I'm, I'm not counting that. But yeah, we'll go Royal Rumble heavy next week. And uh, rank all of those. And if we're sick of rankings, maybe TGI Friday will get pushed out a couple weeks. But that's on the radar for next week. Royal Umber rankings and then whatever the hell happens in sports. Uh, that was a pretty good episode. A lot of sports heavy. So. so if you don't like sports, sorry about that. But, uh, you know, sorry, we have to uh, amuse ourselves. So we thought that was a, this was a good week because the Hall of Fame happened, NFL playoffs, all that bullshit. So thank you for listening. And we will see you again next week. Bye. I was waiting for it.